This is the Merrickville Catch-Up Podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch-Up from the Triple M app. Where am I? Welcome to... Well, welcome back to Monday. Sydney, great to have your company. And I know it's Monday. Might have a bit of a sluggish start to the week. But we've got a couple of bloody dead set Aussie legends to help you get through your Monday. And in just a few minutes, I'll be joined by UMI's frontman, Tim Rogers. Yeah. But frankly... I'd be happy just to play all of his songs. He doesn't even have to talk. He can just come in, we'll just listen to songs, and then I'll just go, that's a good track, Tim. Done. Thank you very much. He's probably listening in a cab on his way from Newtown, even as we speak. And after five o'clock, Lawrence Mooney's back as well. So We can't play a montage of his stuff. In the, no, in the unsafe workplace time of 5 p.m. <laughs> You might know this bloke. He's been on the show before. He's a bloody legend, and he's just joined us in the studios. Tim Rogers from UMI. Hello, mate. It's great to have you here, finally. Merrick, the incredible disappearing Merrick Watts. I'm, I'm in shock to see you. Yeah. You've got cheekbones, and yeah. you've probably got bones in your ass. Yeah. And... 12 kilos I've lost, Timmy. What do you reckon about that? I am Diet I'm and shocked. exercise. You look wonderful. Thanks, mate. It's you've great. got sort of this colour in your cheeks that's not red. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for my nose to explode, like, you know, old school, you know, when you get pisshead nose. And oh. you just get all the veins and stuff like that. Yes. That's only a matter of time. But thanks for not looking so closely. Oh, that, was, that was the one that I was looking for as well because uh, a couple of guys I used to drink with in London and they had that big bulbous. Um, there's a great word for it. I can't remember at the moment. Carbuncular. Yep. Carbuncular nose. And I thought all the rest of me can go to pot, but just not the nose. Not because the nose. my nose has got enough problems of it its own. Tells the stories. It looks like a roadmap <laughs> after you've had enough. Roadmap of a, a geological uh, expedition. Or something Mate, like I hear that you're uh, well, from you. I hear that you're off the source. You're, on the, you're having a little sabbatical. That was a private discussion. <laughs> right, okay, great. Welcome to this. This is what happens when you arrive late, mate. We don't have time to discuss No, there's it. some, um, well, no, it was a doctor's advice and uh, I had a month where I didn't have to fly great distances or do too many shows and so I thought I'd give it a go. It's been interesting. But yeah. as I told you, um, you just lose all energy. I guess your body's trying to excavate something from itself and um, so rather than pounding the pavement like you have or yep. exercising or um, spreading yourself thin amongst um, uh, in sexual congress with people, I've, <laughs> I've been... Um, Lying down and weeping. Is, is, that your, is that your regular workout? Here I am running eight k's every bloody second day, and you're just going line up, ladies. No, oh no, 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 no. The absolute opposite. Right, opposite. Okay. No, no, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, well, I don't think we need to get into those details. No, no, no. But let's talk about your book, mate. You've just released a uh, brand new autobiography, which is called Non Autobiography. Well, Mary, I do beg your pardon. Well, it kind of is, mate. I've read part of it, and uh, it's a lot about you. So I'd say it's a, an autobiography. Is it me though? Is it? Yes, it is. Um, I tried to steer clear of an autobiography thinking that there, there weren't that many great stories and they could possibly be told better by other people. And so it's this memoir form, that yep. um, essay form that I quite admired in other writers, uh, E.B. White and David Sedaris and David Rakoff do it particularly well. Um, Roxanne Gaze and other incredible essays where you kind of put yourself in mm. the middle of the story, but the, the bigger story isn't necessarily yourself because really I'm not that interested. Well, it's funny you should say that. Don't say that because uh, one of the very early reviews from your book has just come out today. Now, I don't know if you've heard this, but I'll just, I'm just going to read out uh, part of the review. Is it from mum? It's <laughs> Rogers possesses the descriptive cadence of Winton, the self-awareness of Camus and the likable vernacular of Celeste Patterson. This is the best biography I have read all day. All day. <laughs> 
Could you reckon, <laughs> could you reckon wrote that to me? <laughs> you? Yeah, I yeah. wrote that. <laughs> 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 you were so wrapped with yourself. You should have seen how pleased you were. Yeah, well, um, I, st- I still am. <laughs> no, that's good. You can use that as a quote now because no, it's no, said on the radio. You I like um, use it I like, in context. I like um, comments from friends that I admire. So, no, I do appreciate good that. Good man. And good I'm still man. full of myself. There's a, a thickness in my trues. Mate, you've got this book. You've uh, I've only just got into past the first chapter, which is your time growing up in uh, Kalgoorlie, describing mm-hmm. you know the fact that you living in a remote town. How much how much harder is it to be an artistic person and to have that kind of outlet and have it um, I suppose nurtured in a place like Kalgoorlie, which I've been to, and that nurtures prostitution beautifully, but not much else. Uh, that's a really interesting question. Um, I do think about it quite a bit, even though. For the last um, couple of years of my teenage time, I was in, in the uh, northwestern suburbs of Sydney and then in Canberra to go to university. And, um, I'd like to think that it can prosper that because you, there's room and space. I think particularly at the moment that um, living in cities like I do now, that and with the proliferation of um, social media and the, the commentariat and um, twittering and the, the like, that to give yourself space for some kind of um, peace, uh, gives you the opportunity to to um, use your artistic bone. Well, they say that sometimes, you know, the, the, your creative minds are expanded by expansive distances. You know, if you can s- literally see a, a mm. long horizon, it causes you to become more imaginative. Do you reckon that's the case? Or were you, were, you, were you just walking around the mines trying to find nuggets of gold, just going, oh, God, am I going to end up a miner? Lot, lots but of full guitar. I, I wouldn't have minded, and maybe one day I'll get back to that. But the uh, I, I do agree with that. I think um, to get your head above... Uh, a screen is really important. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really good for mental health as well. To be yeah, able 100%. to see distances. And yeah, well, even walking through Sydney today, I mean, you're in the cluttered city, but if you can just notice things around, whether it's architecture or um, not necessarily people, but just the designs of the city, um, it can be really good for you. And so um, after a sleepless night, I got back to the Hotel 11 and I was fine. <laughs> just, just walking around the city all, all night and day. Uh, mate, Who I'm, is that filthy man? On a, on a lighter note, tell me about um, a small inim, anima incident that you had on tour in America. In the book there? Oh, we're going right to the... Let's go, let's go straight to the highlights. Right to the, right straight to the, to the highlights package, mate. Straight to the doot of the matter. <laughs> well, um, it was three weeks in, in the States. It was probably in the late 90s and uh, touring with our mates, uh, the guys in your mind, um, eating, I think, just cheese balls, uh, those concocted um, confectionaries and... Um, just drinking all the time and, and playing lots of shows. And I realized I hadn't uh, passed a stool in weeks. And weeks? So, mm, I got a uh, little... Jesus. Yeah, well, I just sort of thought it would pass at some stage. But Oh, that's natural. I had to do an interview with, uh, I think it might have been this station. I just passed Ugly Phil before. I hope it wasn't him. <laughs> but I um, had to do these interviews. We had a record that had done really well at home. And I was in St. Louis, maybe, and um, bought an enema kit. Uh, <laughs> And I wanted to chuck something else in there, like some um, lubrication or um, so, something else, just to just to be, be a bit of an iconoclast, because we had a night off. We didn't have a show that night. And so while the guys were playing uh, some video games and, and having some drinks, I was applying an enema kit uh, <laughs> while I was doing an interview with Triple M in, uh, in Australia. Trust me, Timmy, it's not the first time a musician has copped it in the blurter whilst talking to somebody on Triple M. I'll tell you that right now. Speaking of which, I've got a a musical quiz coming up next, mate. That's second enema for the Triple M in history. 
Tim Rogers with me this afternoon from UMI. He's got a brand new book out, uh, which no doubt Tom Williams from Channel 7 has already bought 45 copies of because he's such a massive fan. Well, I've got enough of Tom Williams' um, exercise at home. He's a... And how to, how to look youthful. How to build a shelf. How to build a shelf, <laughs> even though living a life of a reprobate. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a great bloke, and I know he's a huge fan of your, your work. Um, your new work is Detours. It's a, it's a semi-autobiographical. Biography. It's it's a book about you, um, in part at least. <laughs> so Timmy, I said Les Patterson. Mate, one of the uh, one of the things we like to do here mm -hmm. is uh, with Australian musicians is we like to do a little bit of a quiz, right? And oh, I thought it was this was either an intervention or some kind of thing. <laughs> Nationality check. I thought oh. on, when you said Australian where's musician, your passport. Yeah, he wears my passport. I thought yeah. like like you a member of parliament. Yes, <laughs> you member of parliament. Not a chance. But um, I thought there might have been a bit of a, a check, which would be interesting. No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll explain the rules and then we'll play an intro because then you'll know that it's for real. Mm -hmm. um, what it is is we test your musical knowledge about your own music. And get you to identify your music. It's the only kind of music I don't listen to. Ah, oh, you're screwed. I'll just give you a bit of a heads up. Uh, so far, some of the, the big winners in this, we've had uh, international artists as well. Sting took it very, very seriously. We always talk about Sting. He mm -hmm. took it way too seriously. Bernard Fanning has a meltdown every time he plays it. He just gets way too invested in it. Yep. And uh, Chris Sester was very good at it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Phil Jamison. Mm hmm Almost nailed three out of five. Almost nailed He's three terrible. out of five. I know that Phil does listen to himself as, as well as should. <laughs> he listens to himself for inspiration. That's how you have six songs that all sound the same. <laughs> oh, I, did not, oh. I did not say that. No, that'll, get, that'll get back to him before. I was, I was with um, Bernie. We were um, talking about a future project in Melbourne the other day, and it's. Um, one of the first times we walked down a road and people almost jumping out of buildings, just going, oh, there's the Tim Rogers guy. There's Bernard Fanning. <laughs> it's quite something. And um, he handles it very, very well. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Flick of the wrist. Yeah, he's a good bloke. Gives All right. Fanning. All right. Okay, listen, mate, let's get an intro so you know for real. Merrick feels. Oh, come on. That's not fair. Cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> you. Is it me? Or not you. I hate radio. <laughs> you can't win in this game. This is a <laughs> game. <laughs> Triple M. You or not, Tim Rogers, are you ready for your first one? You just hear a small snippet and you just have to tell us simply whether or not it's one of your songs or somebody else's. Can I say hello to mum first? <laughs> Here we go. Here's the first one. Yes, that's, Who's that's, that? That's you or mine. And that's Rusty Hopkinson on the drums, I can tell. What is it? What do you think? What song? I think it might have been Good Morning. Well, give it to him because it is you yeah, or my It's you or my. Purple Sneakers. Great song, isn't it? <laughs> no, hang on. I forgot, I forgot to put the question mark. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't uh, it? All right, next one. Ready? From one. That is not you and I. Who? Who is that? You're um, is it Mungo Jerry? Mate, mm. I'll tell you right now, you love this song. So join in the chorus <laughs> and sing it right. Join North in North Melbourne, Melbourne. your football team. Mm -hmm. That's I didn't realise the snippets were quite so short. Nah. It's like being shown the ankle of an ex-lover. <laughs> it's, it's like being in a rigged competition where you can't win. Yeah. Is what it's well, like. he's two from two so far. Here's the challenge, uh, running boy. Here we go. That's Mr. Milk by UN. Is it? Hmm. I don't know. Milk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Comparing yourself to the Stones again. I always have. Yeah, you have actually. <laughs> Actually, in your you know, book about your, your your first love being Rolling Stones and music, um, yeah, yeah, there were. You know what Keith Richards said to me? No, never name drop. 
So, okay, it's just, you're losing another point for that. That's two points you lose. Didn't you just that. write a book, though? Wow. About okay. all the people you've met? <laughs> well, no, that's the one thing I didn't do. Um, and so the publishing company said, come on, drop us some names. And so I'll only do, I'll do it in the chapter, but it'll all be in haiku. Oh, uh, yeah. So it got difficult to out. read. Okay, next one. Is that you or is that another band? Sounds like the chiming sound of the band I. Maybe a Davy Lane lick. What do you think? I'm going to say no. No? Oh, that's funny. No, that's just not. Um, right. uh, self-hatred. <laughs> it's, assen- it's essential to any musician. Two from four. Mm. Okay, let's see how we go now. This is for the pass. This is, yeah, this is to get through. This is the, to slightly beat Phil Jamison. Okay. Is that you or my or somebody else? I don't think it's us, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say no. I can't pick it though. But we're I'll... the boys from the bush and we're back in town. There you go. Well done. That's, but, that's pretty good. Three so from five. Did I get three right. from five? Yeah, you passed. Three from five. Right. You pass. It's a pass mark. So what, did, what did Bernie get? Uh, the first time I did it, I think he got. <laughs> Two from five and a slight meltdown. Yeah. And then the second time, I think he actually managed to get four. All right. well, we might have had to go easy on him the second time around. I have been referred him. to, and I've always since considered myself as the lesser Bernard Fanning. So I, if I'm behind him, that's, that's all right. I consider myself the lesser Rosso. But <laughs> Tim you'll, Rogers. Be, you'll be going to be the lesser Rosso if you lose any more weight. <laughs> Tim Rogers has got a brand new book out, Detours. Uh, it is, I've started reading it. It is a great book. It is well written. You are a good author Thank and uh, and a, a good scribe. Mate, go out and uh, take on the world, and we'll see you again soon. You're a good friend, mate. Take good care. To see you, good to see you, mate. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. From Melbourne's mean streets. You could say this was the murder we missed. A story you'll have to hear to believe. He said he was a 200-year-old vampire. Why was Shane Chantra's abbot gunned down before giving evidence? Two men shot him down. It's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery. Listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand. The Trials of the Vampire at podcast1.com.au or download the app. A social post from John on Reddit has gained a bit of attention over the weekend. Uh, here's what John posted. Don't eat a burger near the circular key Maccas. The seagulls are absolutely mental. Stole my co-worker and eyes burgers right out of our flipping hands. Grammatical errors there. I meant to have to point those out. And also, too, uh, an unattractive use of the word mental as well. Let's take that out. Yeah. Not, we won't use we that. We probably could have corrected was, it on was, John's behalf. I know, but, but I'm, cr- I'm, I'm only doing it verbatim. True to the story. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good disclaimer. So anyway, there's that, like, I was down to Circular Quay, uh, not last week, the week before with the kids, because mm. I just wanted to go down there because I don't have enough shitty buskers in my life. So <laughs> I went down there and watched, I went, I'm going to go down there and watch a guy juggle while standing on something precariously. Yeah. That's or someone drink. stand really still until you give them a coin. You know, that's exactly right. You know what I do? Kids, we're off to the circus. And they go, oh, grouse, the circus. That's the best. We get there. Where are the animals? Down? Oh, the animals are sick today. Yeah. But look at that. There's some. Clowns. There's a guy who's coloured himself in with a silver pen. How amazing is that guy? Look at the way he's doing F4. Look at that. Your father could never hope to do that. 
father could never entertain oh, at that level. you could level. not last 30 seconds as one of those living statues. No, I wouldn't try. <laughs> I wouldn't try. You'd get distracted by something. I would, or, I would have bothered or doing that. Or a thought would pop in your head and you'd why want to talk. Still, why stand still and why not talk when you can talk? Yeah, and move. And move. Yeah. And anyway, be an idiot. We're not here to talk about it's, living. It's, you know. <laughs> and, we're not here to talk about the worst buskers. And rob tourists. Yeah. You know, it's great. Anyway, we're not here to talk about bloody tourists. The interesting thing is there that he's got a very good point. The uh, seagulls down in Circular Quay are off the chain. Mm. To the point where, because we don't go down there very often, but, you know, you live in Sydney. It's nice to go to your opera house and around that area, just have a bit of a walk around. That's what we're doing, just walking around the little foreshore there around Circular Quay, taking my kids around. It was a beautiful day. So a couple of weeks ago, great. And then we sat down to have something to eat. Freaking seagulls, literally, people had to put, like, uh, these kind of netting things, Mm. like like a cloche, over the top of their meals just to eat it because they were coming in and getting the chips. And I can't handle seagulls. No. They've got no place. You've got to keep an eagle eye out for them, man. Yeah, I, we'll have a talk about that after. Oh, what, you don't want to play the game now? No. Because you haven't thought one. of any, do you? No, <laughs> no. That was, that was bird shit, that one. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Being attacked by seagulls is one thing. Being attacked by another animal for your food mm. is a whole other experience. When I was a child, and I remember this absolutely vividly, right? I was at a nature park. With my family and I was eating a hamburger and I was a little kid. I was only about five mm. and I was eating my hamburger and it was a, you know, it was a real treat for me. Just having a burger there. It wasn't Macca's. It was a, you know, one of the, like a. Homemade. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, a, it was like a, one you'd eat at an animal park. So yeah. it was not as good. Anyway, and I'm just eating there, but I'm just a little kid with just, you know, tiny little boobies. I just wanted to eat my burger. <laughs> Standing there next to a fence and as I'm eating it. This freaking emu has come over and just gone whack and taken it oh. literally out of my mouth. And I've just, I've just collapsed and started crying. My parents are like, oh, did it hurt you? Did it get you in the face? Oh, my God. Did it get you in the eyes? I go, I lost my food. I've gone, that's what you're crying about. You're crying because you lost the burger that we could go and replace. It's my burger. And the freaking bird. Emu. And it ate beef. It was a beef burger. It wasn't, a, wasn't a vegetable patty. You wouldn't have been emused. But, oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. Down. I mean, it was a bit of an ostrich, but yeah. that was a good one. I'll oh, take, very good. I'll take that one. I cannot Bird work cassowary into that. Oh. You should have been more cassowary. No, no, okay. you, no you're right. You can't, you can't. You can't. <laughs> pulled out a gem and then but you went back to But that's pretty scary for a little kid to have 100%. an emu come up and steal 100%. a burger out of its head. Now, here's the thing. I want to open up the phones. One triple three five three. What animal stole your food? This is not animals attacking you, mm. not biting you, like that. What's stolen your food? Because seagulls are one thing, but the other ones, like if you, have, I've seen a pelican, and this is obviously oh, on YouTube, yeah. a pelican yeah. eat a pigeon, mm. and I've seen another one eat a seagull. Yeah. Now I could literally go online and have a look at that now, but I would not be able to resume broadcasting this afternoon. <laughs> you would disappear I, down, I can't, a, I can't. down a rabbit hole. I need we'd never a, get you a back. minimum one hour forty five minutes <laughs> if I'm going to watch those videos because I cannot stop the laughter. <laughs> One triple three five three. What animal? It could be a mammal. It could be a bird. It could be a fish. It could be anything at all. What stole your lunch? Taking a course on one triple three five three. But what animal stole your food? There's a social post from John on Reddit, which is where we get all of our content from. And he wrote, uh, "Don't need a burger near Circular Key Mackers. Uh, his mate and his uh, burgers are stolen right out of their flipping hands. Wow." Who cares where the story came from? Let's just talk about things that have stolen your food. I had an emu steal a hamburger. Mate, it's not even your... 
It's not in your wheelhouse. You don't eat maybe, that. Maybe it's a dietitian emu. It saw what was ahead of you for the next, you know, 15, Paleo. 20 years. And it Paleo, was trying to Pete, do your... Paleo Pete, the emu. <laughs> they went off and had a glass of almond milk. Nicole in Narrowin, hello. Hello. How you doing? Welcome to the show. What stole oh, your food? You. A goddamn bin chicken. Oh! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. First ever thing. And I like I budgeted my money. I'd gone to Taronga Zoo. I only had enough for a hot dog. And I'm sitting there with my hot dog in the roll, and the thing frigging comes up and takes the sausage, but not the roll. Oh, oh. classic bin chicken. <laughs> classic bin chicken. Picking the Stinky. eyes out of the animal. You know what's interesting, Nicole, too? When, if you're at uh, Taronga Zoo and you see a bin chicken there, for the first, like, first half a second, you're looking at it and go, what are you doing here? And then you go, oh, that's right, you're an animal. That's right. I just, he's got, oh, that's right. You're not a member of Al Qaeda. You're just a you're just a bin chicken. I have avoided bin. bin chicken stealing my food many times at Macquarie University. They're renowned for it there. Oh, Awful little things. They are. Well, you know, it's a lesson for everybody. They can't be trusted. But I think we already knew that. Thank yes. you, Nicole. Uh, Steve in Kingsford. Hello, mate. Hi, American. How are you, mate? Very good. What style your food? Uh, look, we were at SeaWorld many, many years ago and my brother had a uh, bucket of pilchards and I had a bucket of chips and he's feeding these seals in a, an enclosure and one someone hit me from the right-hand side, climbed the fence and taken it out of my hand. Oh, no of, way! And it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Hang on, an eel ejected a itself? As, no, oh, a seal. seal. I thought you said yep. an eel. Oh. No, not an eel. I'm still seal. impressed though, Steve. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, hey, Merrick. <laughs> Yes, mate. I, I, was at, I was at Circular Key uh, last week, and the same thing happened to me with a uh, with a cheeseburger, straight out of my hand. Really? I was salivating. As soon as I went to take the wrapper off, it hit me. Bang! Wow! It's all that temporary fencing—they're all sitting there looking for you. I feel like there's an experiment but, to be done, Miss. You know, I'm going to start calling seagulls burger eagles because that's what they are. <laughs> they're bloody, they are. That is eagles. a way better name. Oh, that's pretty good, mate. That's bin chickens and burger eagles. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to start. That's better name. Get around it, Sydney. Get around it. Got a new name for seagulls called Burger Eagles. Yeah, because let's right. be honest, they're not just by the sea. They're everywhere now. They're everywhere. Yeah, so they're new name, renamed. Yeah, they start to drop off a little bit Like once you go west. It's almost a little bit like they they know that there's people there with firearms. Who will not stand Who for them stealing stand for that. <laughs> There's a line. Not even the bin chickens will go that far. They go, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Be careful. Oh, I don't know, around Banksy. Ooh, taking your life in your own hands there. Burger it's like, Eagles. It's like the fishermen who are prepared to go that little bit further, even though the yeah. seas get rougher. Ooh, don't go. Risk versus yeah. reward. You're on your own there. You've got, got a safety beacon there, bin chicken. <laughs> Katrina in Borkham Hills, hello. Hello, Mary. How are you? Good. Great to have you on the show, Katrina. Thank you. Um, I just want to tell you about my family and I, we went over to Balmoral to have fish and chips one evening. Mm-hmm. And we're all sitting there and just picked up a scallop. Went to go and put it in my mouth, and then a kookaburra from nowhere came down and swooped across the table and took it out of my hand as I was putting it in my mouth. I actually got flooded in the face by the wings. How's the timing on that native animal? I know, I know. That's and incredible. Also, we went probably about a month after that, and then exactly the same thing happened to my husband, and it just took us by surprise. Now, the, the kookaburra, normally when it takes quarry, it will take it up and it will branch and flick it to death. You know how they do that thing where they just smack their yeah. beak against the branch? Yeah. Did you see that very expensive scallop up in the tree just going, <laughs> oh, insult to injury, just yeah. eat it, don't yes, tease me? it was. It was up in the mangroves, and it was, yep, having the time of its life. That's a big beak, too. That's like a, they, they have monster beaks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially, actually, potentially could yeah, have done you an injury, Katrina. You could have lost a finger there. Mm. Oh, that's probably... <laughs> could have lost more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, I think you're lucky to be alive is the point there. Let's get to... Let's get you're to, a hero, you, Katrina. You are, and we're going to organise 
some sort of award. Yeah. Keith in Penrith. Hello, Keith. Hey, Mez. How are you, mate? All right, what animal stole your food? A brown bear. Oh, oh, come on, Keith. A brown bear. I was in Yosemite National Park in 2009, um, and we was saw this bear getting basket? out of a tree. Yeah. So we took some photos of it, and um, then we went over to our car to get some food. We got a packet of Fritos out and stuck it on top of the car, and the bear came up over the bottom of the car and knocked the chips off. Fair dinkum. My God. Yeah. Well, the only way that could impress me more, Keith, is if you had a packet of biscuits and they were teddy bear biscuits <laughs> and the bear came along and ate the teddy bear biscuits, my head would actually no, melt. No. It was a big packet of Fritos too. Like they were out of Kool-Aid bag or something over there. What do you do, Keith? Do you try and shoo it away? Do you just go, oh, go, no, go, no, get, you just go, stand there and take photos of it. And he sort of looked at me as if to say, well, what are you doing here? This is mine. He's and he, so, he was sort of growling at me, but he wasn't growling aggressively. He was just saying like, Piss off, leave me alone. Yeah. I've just been going, you know what? You can have those chips, right? I mean, there's only, there's only so much Keith can bear. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Are we, we going to go out on that, oh, really? Yeah. No, but I mean, that was, right, that, was, that was the perfect punchline. Just punch out on that one. Oh, where the conversations off air are far more dangerous than the ones mm. on air, and the ones on air are particularly dangerous. Lawrence Moody's in the studio. All I can say is it's great to be back at work after <laughs> <laughs> after the weekend. Because <laughs> at work, your family aren't here. I know, Including that? your wife and your children. Oh, well, I'm Lawrence. speaking for myself yeah. because... Uh, <laughs> what, did, did hey, you... Lulu. We had a great time. I had, but, you know, I had an awesome weekend, and then, yeah, uh, just we to top both it off, did. Just to just top it off today, my wife reversed her car into the garage door, so I was oh. like, "Bang!" Let's just thank you. Yeah. She probably saw Please. how carefree your morning was and thought, yep. "Look at him." He thinks he's all got it in control. Well, I'll oh. fix him up. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? Talking about it on the radio has done major night. You know what it's really like. Fun. You know what it's like. It's like putting Denko rub on a hemorrhoid. Wrong oh, crane, yeah. wrong application. Lawrence, what's that like? It uh, it stings, <laughs> but I've got to tell you, Liam, the pain is delicious. So don't knock it until you've tried it. <laughs> it's extraordinary. It's only seven minutes past five. <laughs> Lawrence Mooney with this afternoon, and just a minute, we will uh, hear from Big Mal's voicemail. Mm. Uh, what did you get up to over the weekend, Loz? Well, I was in Canberra and uh, did a show at the Canberra Theatre Centre. I actually love Canberra. A lot of people say it's really boring, but uh, there's plenty to look at, especially like you, Mez, if mm. you're into military history, yeah, yeah. straight to the War Memorial. Oh, the War Memorial is mm. dead set. Just, it's phenomenal. And it's really world standard too. Like it is a world-class memorial there. Like mm. it's got, it's very respectful. It's It's got all the right things to it. But uh, also too, as a snapshot of history, Australian military history, they've really got it nailed. Like and, it's very uh, well done. I know that, you know, and I'm speaking across the gender divide here, women aren't always into military history, but for women, there's the very personal stories of mm. the guys. So, mm-hmm. And the women, of course, involved in war. So, mm-hmm. you know, what they had to go through and the deprivations. But I always have a great time in Canberra. And uh, Is it because then- you can commit social um, crimes uh, there and then get away with it without it being recognised in the press? Well, you, funny you say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of... A lot of lewd texting yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many politicians already doing it. Yeah. I don't even rate on the scale. Well, here's the other thing too, Liza. You can commit all sorts of heinous activities in Canberra over night time and then just go, sorry, was it me or was it Malcolm Turnbull, our Prime That's Minister? That's right. Hello, everyone. Just have a look at this. Hold on, mate. That's not cool. Excuse me, can, can I pay for the bar tab with this? this. <laughs> Excuse me, have you got a machine I can stick this into? <laughs> Sorry, mate, we, we don't take that card here. <laughs>
Besides, do you want to see swiped. the CCV number on the back of it? <laughs> what is that? It looks like it's been swiped so many times it won't read anyway. If anyone has any CCTV footage of Lawrence Mooney in Canberra oh. over the weekend, oh. I would love to see it. Oh, Look, I was pretty well behaved because my wife and child were there with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Really keeps Andy's once, social activities to at, a minimum. At one mm. stage, she said, I can't remember the pin number for this thing either. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to keep punching it. Um, so, speaking of Malcolm Turnbull, as we know, we've got access to his voicemail, whether he's in the lodge, Point Piper, or at Kirribilli. Uh, today, we found out that he is tanking in the bush. So, let's hear Malcolm's voicemail. Hello, it's the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull speaking. According to the polls, my support is collapsing in the bush. I mean, really and truly, what do these people want? Farmer wants a wife, farmer wants drought relief, and farmer wants a superphosphate rebate. Farmer should get on his tractor and grow some cos lettuce for my Caesar salad. Apart from the odd slim dusty hit and dappled sunlight through the Melaleuca when I'm driving in the Bentley, tell me what you like about the country and leave a message. Well, hi, Mr. Turnbulls. I love the bush. And I know plenty of blokes that love the bush, too. <laughs> really, really love the bush. I'm oh, sorry, Mr. Turnbulls. I'm working blue. No, but I, I really, I really do. I used to go to the bush with me dad when he had to take a break from society, if you know what I mean. It's the life, Mr. Turnbulls. Bush bashing in paddock bombs, blowing the heads off feral animals, and by that I don't mean the greens, and basically letting it all hang out. It's better than being locked in the woodshed, but there's plenty of those, too. You need to get stuck right into the bush, Mr. Turnbulls. You'd love the bush. <laughs> it's shaggy. G'day, Turnbull, you sarsaparilla, gargling, silk scarf, sporting, plummy, semi-recumbent, rich layabout. The country's full of people who are unlike you. Down-to-earth people, no messing around, hard work and have a beer and call a spade a spade, good Aussie folk. A little bit of Casey Chambers, I'm not pretty enough. And I'm not. That's why I love the country. I don't care what you look like. It's Lazarus. <laughs> oh, Malcolm, I love the country. The country's terrific. Hot and dusty or fecund and lush. All the different kinds of vegetables. Beetroots, mm, carrots, sweet potato. Oh, my God, have you laid your eyes on a massive, twisted, lumpy, big pink sweet potato. Mm, they look so ugly, but they taste delicious. Give me a sweet potato. Give it to me. Give me a sweet potato. And a pumpkin. Oh, don't forget, your fairy godmother could turn it into a carriage. <laughs> it's Pino. Hello, Malcolm. It's uh, Rudy Vanderstone here, the uh, stereotypical Dutchman from Maddockville. Mother and I love the bush, Malcolm. All the windmills remind us of Holland and the Netherlands. Plus, the amount of animal husbandry really makes for terrific lovemaking in sheds or troughs or in the paddock or the back of a stranger's utility or at a country party fundraiser. Pretty much anywhere in the country is a possibility. Once we bought a pavlova from the CWA cake store and we did it on that. Awesome passion fruit. It's Rudy. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? 
Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. If you were tuned in on Friday, spoke to a young guy called Corey. Now, Loz, this bloke had set up a, an invite on um, Facebook saying, mm. hey, do you like Chicken McNuggets? And a lot of people said, yeah. And he said, well, oh, my name's Corey. I'm going to go to um, George Street Mackers and we're going to have a, a nugget party. Would you like to come? 4,000 people said, we'd like to come with you, Corey. Awesome. It's too many people. So how many people turned up to the nugget party? A lot of people turned up. So here's here's a little bit of a recap from when I spoke to Corey on Friday. I contacted him, um, you know, a few days ago and just kind of said in the message, I'm going to be turning up on October 6th with a few of my mates. Mm. And then I just said, I'm going to be turning up to get some nuggets. Yesterday, they, they posted on my wall. They basically said, Corey, we get it. You like nuggets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We totally get it just for you. We've reserved a table. Oh, amazing. And we reserve the George Street Cinema. Mate, that's not enough. (laughs) And they've just said, we've also dedicated one of the registers to just sell nuggets. So, of course, we all want to know, Loz, how did he go on Friday with his invitation for all his people to come and join him at McDonald's? Awesome. So, uh, Corey is our man. He's our party boy. Yeah, party boys, right? Listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Audio from Maccas. Corey, Corey, are you eating nuggets or drinking Southern Comfort? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, yeah, well I got my I got my nuggets at the end, so I was pretty good. I was pretty happy with that. So Corey, <laughs> um, did you intend it to be as big as it was? You know, just posting on Facebook, I'm going to get some chicken McNuggets, and then all of a sudden it's exploded <laughs> into a crowd. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't intend for it to be this big, but it was just. Uh, it was great. It was just a great experience. It was. Um, it was. Yeah, it was awesome just to go get some nuggets and have a bunch of nuggets with a bunch of mates. You know, the incredible irony here, of course, is, Loz, is that his name's Corey Duncan, and he was Duncan Nuggets on Friday in a massive <laughs> way. How many people went down there, and how many, like, packets of nuggets, or how many individual nuggets were consumed? Oh, mate, I think it was something, I think the the amount of people that were there when I turned up was around somewhere between, like, maybe 200 to 300 people. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, and there was a, and I got told afterwards when I like left, I got told by mates that there was just a constant stream of people coming in throughout the night, That's just getting nuggets and stuff. Yeah, that is awesome. Now uh, Liam's got a suggestion for you in terms of you know expanding this into a marketing exercise, Liam, if well, you will. Yeah, Corey. No, I just had the thought that given the success of this one event, I think mm. Maccas would be crazy not to get you on board as an official Nugget sponsor. Mm. Get you mm. travelling oh. around Australia and Corey's visiting nuggets. the various mm. outlets, and you know putting mm. up a few social videos. Yeah, you, if you get a uh, work with children um, safety policy <laughs> license thing that you have to get, you know, you get, if, you, if you pass that test to work with children, Corey, you could it could be the Hamburglar, Grimace, and Corey, the Nugget Man. <laughs> Mate, I, I would love I would love to collaborate with them and do something like either around Australia or, or make it an event like yeah, just just yeah, I'd love to do it. It'd be great. It was well, awesome fun. Yeah, well, you've got you know three hundred punters there wanting to eat nuggets. Have they been in contact with you since? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think, I think maybe just they're trying to maybe settle things down at the moment. There's mm. still people, there's still people, I'm getting messages from people still eating nuggets. And I've been getting Amazing. messages from people like around, around Australia, um, around the world. I got, one message I got was from someone in Russia. What? So <laughs> was, was their amazing. message, was their message, hi Corey, get me out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they're like, I'll give you nuggets if you get me out. Yeah. <laughs> what is the What's the dipping sauce in Russia? Vodka. What do, what do they put their Vodka. nuggets in? Vodka or beetroot? You mm. dip when you take a pick. I, I dip my nuggets in whatever I want my nuggets to be dipped yeah. in. Mm. <laughs> no, but it was a great event, mate. So, it was It was awesome. Have you got anything else planned, Corey? What's next? Have you got like you know uh, Corey's um, Sunday special where you go and you have a little chocolate Sunday or something like that? You know, mm. uh, is there an- another item? You know, Phil our fish could do with some help. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I haven't put put heaps of thought into it. I'd just mm. love to basically collaborate or do some other event. I guess it was so much oh. fun. That's um, a great yeah. idea. That's great. What idea. about a double nugget party where you get three hundred people at McDonald's eating nuggets, but you've also got some nugget boot polish and you? No, no, it's not no a good don't idea. do that. That's a bit no. hey hey Saturday. <laughs> I, I, if you don't want Harry Connick Junior going down to we want Harry Connick. No, Jr. I mean polish. You really polish your shoes up. Yeah, yeah, that's, what it's I mean. exactly yeah. what you mean. Corey, listen, mate. Well, congratulations on being the other white meat, and uh, and also to. Thanks, guys. And no doubt, a, a big thank you to McDonald's because fr- from all accounts, certainly from our staff who went down there and recorded that audio, they said that they were very accommodating and really supportive of it. Oh, yeah. Look, I'd like to take the time to say to thank thank the staff that, that helped out. They were, yeah. I think they had extra staff on board. Um, That's awesome. That was, yeah, that was amazing. Like, I, I, I also sent them a message saying thank you so much for for the efforts they all they put into it. It was it was great. Now, uh, the, the Corey, mo- how long have your parents owned the franchise oh. down there in George Street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my last name's actually McDonald. You caught me. <laughs> Corey Duncan? Oh, <laughs> oh McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's Corey Upsize. Are you wearing yellow shoes? <laughs> you got a red wig on, Corey. Best of luck <laughs> to you, mate. Me. Thanks for being part of the show, champ. Loz, the College of Podiatry mm. has issued a warning um, we know that obviously going into racing Bunch of heads, yeah, podiatrists. I just love feet, feet, mm. feet. like pedestrians. Yep, peds, pedos, pedos. I mean, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> not the whole society. Oh God, that's come out oh, the wrong way. Because um, pedestrians, ped, it's all about the feet. Yeah, that's but what pe- the, the podiatry is P O D. So pods, mm. pods. Potos. <laughs> <laughs> well, per- anyway, podiatry, the, uh, podiatry uh, feet, feet and chiropodists, ca- isn't it? They're the Sh- same. Chiropodists. Is it chirop or chiropodist? No, chiropodists. Really? This is a fun chat. This is good. This is good. It's good well, that's actually where it's going to go. We're going to get into a medical thing. We're here. always going to get to chiropodists. We're coming into race season, right? With uh, a lot of people going at spring racing carnival. Mm. And... Uh, uh, the trend at the moment, Loz, you might have seen a lot of blokes wearing suits and then no socks, just wear a pair of leather shoes, yeah? It's very trendy yep. to do that. I don't do it. I wear socks because I'm not a moron. Um, but that's the trendy thing that the, the young, uh, no, young people I, are doing. I always found, find that if you know your foot is in a shoe all day with no sock, very smelly. Oh, it's disgusting. Too much juice. Too, too much, much juice. Oh. Too much jam. I don't do it. I don't do hmm. it. I always wear socks. After I learned a lesson many years ago where I didn't wear socks and I was just getting around in a pair of uh, runners with no socks on, I thought I was a champion because mm. it was kind of, you know, the thing to do. It was hot. Mm. I got a small fungal infection on my foot mm. like athlete's foot. And Hard to get rid of. Well, it Very is. Very persistent. It's got a tiny little blister and I went, oh God. And I, I just kind of burst it and I went, oh, that's only a tiny little blister, mm. but I won't worry about that. Got infected. Got really, really badly infected. So I took a very simple infection that could have just been cleaned up mm. with, with a spray of Dactarin. And I went, no, let's escalate this to hospital levels. Got infected. 
Mm. Got a secondary I... infection. Doctor said to me, we've got to put you on antibiotics right away because you're at risk of getting blood poisoning and dying. I got a golden staff on the back of my heel from not wearing socks with shoes. Same sort of thing. Are they high-level antibiotics to get rid of it? Golden so, staff, that'll kill you. Yeah. Oh, it was a staff infection. Maybe not golden staff. Definitely one well, of the staffs. Was it staff, maybe staff, silver or bronze. Staff might, have been, might have been Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Who knows? <laughs> it's one of the staffs. <laughs> it was definitely Who knows? the staff. You had something yeah. on the back of it. But I want to open up the phones because that was, for me, like these things, small infections can sometimes go way too far. And I want to open up the phones. One triple three five three. You know the number, guys. Have you been debilitated by a piss-weak illness or infection? So I'm going to give oh, you some examples of things that might have happened to you that have just gone way too far, right? Can we before before we go on to piss week, you know, infections or injuries? Yeah. Can we just listen to my Oxford Dictionary app pronunciation go, of chiropody or chiropody? Oh, here we go. It's in, oh, it's good. It's, it's good radio. It. Hey, it's great radio. It's good. So, so it is <laughs> chiropody then. Hold on. Chiropody. 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 Sorry, it's not chiropody. 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 Yeah, that's good. That you nice spend, voice, isn't it? I just get her to say it over and over again. <laughs> say it. Chiropody. Say it again. Chiropody. <laughs> say, say it again, but with a kissy mouth. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to make what word? Do you want to make us? <laughs> we are not playing this game. Yes, we are. <laughs> we yes, can we play are. it off there during yes, the ads. What about this? What about, hold no, on. Hold no. on. Hold on. Do it. Give us a call, one rule three five three. Which which word do you want the that one? That one, okay. that one. No. you know that one. I'm doing I a hand gesture. Take us to an no, ad no, break. No, 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 no. You're not. Liam, no. settle down. Settle down. Nothing wrong here. Vagina. <laughs> we asked you just a few moments ago. Uh, have you been debilitated by a piss weak illness or infection, like an ingrown toenail or an ingrown hair or hook nails, ear infections, pimples, gout, tinea, eczema, dandruff, even? And we've got plenty of calls, but um, before we get to those... Well, why don't we save that until the end of the break? What? Why don't we get to the callers first before you two play with your phones? We're going to tee off. No, because we we had an argument about... Well, not an argument. Dictionary A discussion about whether it was chiropodist or chiropodist. And I went to my Oxford English Dictionary app and I established that it was, in fact, chiropodist. Yep. Mm. And uh, then I asked Mez what he wanted to make the Oxford English Dictionary lady say. Mm. And And now you... Sorry, what's that? Oxford English Dictionary. (laughs) What's your favourite pastime? Okay, now, you've both spent the past ad break and song loading up words, so, no, just, I will take your your microphones down. Hang on. Why don't we get to the calls first? (laughs) Sorry, what? Why don't we get... So you've got to turn your, your sound on to the side. Okay. Why don't we get to the calls first? Because Nick in Penrith has called through. Okay, hello, Nick. Hi, Nick. <laughs> How are you, mate? It's not his name, lady, from Oxford English Dictionary. <laughs> Nick, Hi, Nick in Penrith. What's your favourite ice cream flavour? <laughs> Nick in Penrith. Have you been debilitated by a piss-weak illness or infection? I think Hello, Nick. Oh, Hello, mate. Geez, How are you? Nick. Sorry, we thought you might have been off doing... Merrick, oh, I will I will take your mic down. Oh, I'm sports. getting confused here, fellas. You are? Jesus, mate, try being on the show. Nick, tell us, mate, you've had a... a uh, it's not Nick, it's Mickey. Nick, oh, Mickey. Hello, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Mickey. Mickey from, from St. Saint, Saint Mary's. Hello, mate. Um, well, yeah. 
Sorry, apologies. Anyway, I, I had a pimple on me, uh, but that developed into a perianal abscess. Oh, oh. I into hospital for a couple oh. of days. I had to have surgery to get it drained and then spent the next couple of weeks with a outreach nurse coming and changing a sterile wick oh. uh, in the cavity that was left. Oh, oh. a wick. Oh, this was a pimple, Mickey? It was just a pimple, yeah. That's... And where was it? On my butt. Did it prohibit oh. your ability to... Um... What? <laughs> it made sitting down extremely uncomfortable, but I was still able to do number twos. Okay, but were you oh, able no. to? <laughs> that sounds awful. Wow. Yeah. So, no, he's so gone. So, how deep no, was no, the wick? He's gone. No, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be an adult. It's so hard. Let's get to Tessa in Penrith. Hi, Tessa. Hi. How are you? Good. Have you had some sort of like a debilitating? Uh, illness or infection from something Nothing reasonably Nothing that's going to top the last one. <laughs> well, I know. It's hard to say. After you've heard anal wick, you just sort of go, oh, my God. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence and I can't Google things on our Oxford Dictionary. We can't find things that are worse than that. Yeah. I know. And we try. I, I just cut my thumb and it got a little bit infected a week later and had to end up in hospital after going to get antibiotics from the doctor and... She stuck a pin in it to try and see if what the infection Ooh. was, but then she sent it septic. So oh. within 24 hours, I was in the hospital and they wanted to keep me in for surgery and stayed there for two days. And after two days, they just did it next to my bed, which... <laughs> what? So yeah. What did you cut it with, Tessa? Um, just a little bit of glass. I broke a little bit of glass yeah. into it and it was only mm-hmm. a tight, like tiny little cut. Nothing but. But yeah, did it get, only like two, three mil big. And did it get pussy or, or was it was it that point before? No, but when you went to the doctors, was it pussy before they kind of stabbed it? Only a tiny little bit. There was like a little, it had been like a week and a half and there was a tiny bit of pussy in it. So I thought, maybe mm-hmm. go to the doctor, get a bit of antibiotics so yep. I can hurry it up. Yep. And then she's put a pin in it to make sure that, to see what the pus was. And a week later, like, no, a day later, I'm in hospital because it had gone twice as big and turned septic. Hang on, she's put a needle no in. Practice. It, yeah, she's put a needle into your, your wound. With, wait, before she put the yeah. needle in, did she say, I'm just going to shove a needle. I'm going to shove a needle in here. You just relax. Yeah, something you know? like that. Yeah, oh, oh, God, Tessie, you just, you just relax. I'll shove a needle in you. Was that, yeah. that how yeah. you spoke? Yeah, about that. I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah, don't go to country doctors. Uh, okay, let's oh, not don't, don't, don't mention That's why country practice got shut down. That's right. <laughs> well, at that and the horrible Come incident. Come in, Tessa, cookie, cookie. Sit down. Oh, yeah, okay. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Sutherland. Wasn't it, Sergeant? Mm. G'day, boys. How you going? Good, Ian. Very Great well. to have you on the show, mate. Oh, I'm a bit nervous about this one. I just found out the wife's going to be listening. She doesn't know this story. Okay. Oh, but, uh, good. Many years ago, I uh, got bitten by a mosquito and the old wives' tale of you lick your finger and you put it on, stops it stinging and stops you from scratching it. Yep. What I didn't realise is that I had a sore throat at the time and I'd actually given myself a staph infection oh. that travelled from my foot all the way up to my left leg, which doubled in size, then to my man bits. Oh, right. So you went on a the full trip to Thailand and you expect us to believe that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got bit by a mosquito in Thailand and it all went horribly wrong. The end. <laughs> and it just made it made my man bits just swell up. I mean, I got the I got the bottom of my ankle. You can clearly see the We're tiny red dot. That. And they are totally I got bitten related. by a lady man mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. No, um, no. No. Well, oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. Seriously, that is awful. So a throat infection 
transferred to your toe, up through your leg, to your genitals. Yep, and then I had to get a penicillin shot in the buttocks. Wow. And all good? You didn't lose any bits and pieces? No, thank God, every day. Ian, technically, I, if you've taken something... If you're taking from something from your mouth and then it's affected you, you your nether regions, isn't that technically oral? <laughs> well, it is. It's well, an oral infection. I guess, yes, I guess so. I'm just a bit upset that the swelling didn't stay in the uh, on the man bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say every time I get a hornet's nest and oh, whack myself in the front of the pants. <laughs> If only this uh-huh. would last. Okay, Bring on been, the wasps. We are out of time. Been, no, we're not. We're not yeah, out we of time. Are. We've got we a little bit of time. We've got we've been, 25 seconds. No, Liam, don't lie. We've been taken off air again. <laughs> 20 Lawrence seconds. Rooney, always good to see you, mate. I'll catch oh, up with you later on the week. It is. Anyway, it. it's the Oxford English Dictionary app. Get it. It's going to go and write a You've got 10 seconds to get one more word up if you can, Lawrence. I've just about run out of batteries. Eight. Wait, 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 wait. What is your favourite pastime? What does what does what Three, does Liam two. like to do before the show? Conilingus. What? Conilingus. Oh, I'm not on. That is not oh. on. That was the Merrickville Catch Up podcast. Make sure you never miss a thing. Download the Merrickville Catch Up from the Triple M app.